Welcome back to the Freightwaves Autonomous and Electric Vehicle Summit. This is Alan Adler, the Freightwaves Bureau Chief in Detroit. I am happy to be here with two guests, uh, Rob Reich from Snyder and Bill Bleem from NFI. These two both have a lot of experience in a very nascent field of electrification, working with Class A trucks and and uh, testing them at, in, as electric vehicles. So, you know, they both got an opportunity to be part of the joint, uh, California's Joint Electric Truck Scaling Initiative. Uh, it's got a nice acronym called JETSI. It's a big win for NFI and for Snyder because they each got 50 electric uh, powered trucks, uh, Class A trucks. They they contributed to this, but for the most part, it was covered by grants. And they also are getting infrastructure to keep those trucks charged. So, you know, we've got that as some incentives there. And, and, and we also have, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars that the California Air Resources Board has, has put out this year for uh, vouchers to buy down the cost, the initial cost of Class eight electric trucks. Um, with those as a with those as a background, Bill, let me start with you. How long will incentives like these need to be a part of the electric truck landscape? So, Alan, thanks thanks for having me. Number one, but um, I think the incentives it's going to be a while. They are we we cannot do we cannot deploy these trucks, um, you know, on top of the Jetsy trucks, we are taking advantage of some uh, some other different grant funding, including some of that HVIP voucher money that CARB is putting out. Uh, we're funding 30 trucks with that. Uh, but we can't get an ROI without this funding right now. Uh, battery, the battery technology is just too expensive. And when you throw the FET, the federal excise tax, on top of that that we're paying. I mean, you're looking at just fifty thousand dollars in federal excise tax on these trucks. Um, that you know is is on top of our cost after the funding. So uh, I think that the funding opportunities, not only in California but around the rest of the country, are going to need to be in play for at least two, three, four years if we want to see wide-scale deployment. Sure. Well, you know, Bill, you've been testing Class A electric trucks in drayage for several years. You're, you know, part of the Daimler uh, program with, uh, you know, 10 of their uh, Class A trucks out of Chino, where you were running them. Um, how have the drivers taken to coming out of diesel and into electric uh, trucks? Yeah, Alan, our, our early impressions of our test truck was quite positive. Uh, just operationally, it performed the way we expected it to perform with range and cost and that sort of thing. Then we got really great driver feedback about the experience of driving the truck. And I think that's a really important element of deploying new technologies that the drivers are positive about it. So, you know, you put those two things before it, together, it, it performed the way we thought. Uh, great driver feedback. We're excited to start to deploy them actually in the fleet. The, the drivers are loving them. At, at first, um, they go back like when we deployed natural gas tractors where uh, there's a little bit of range anxiety to get over. Um, so they're being very careful. But what we're finding is that, uh, that once they get over that range anxiety and get in these trucks, it's kind of hard to get them out of them. Um, they, are, they, are, uh, they, they love the power behind them. They love the quietness. They love the not coming home smelling like diesel. 
just the just the the comfort of the ride, not sitting over top of a hot engine or sitting behind a hot engine. Uh, they 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 are really enjoying the electric trucks. Now we have had to rethink just operationally how trucks get assigned. If you look historically, two drivers shared one truck because you didn't have a lot of time of transition. Now we know it'll be more of a next truck up as they get fully charged. And so slightly different operations we've had to think about from a truck assignment standpoint, and we'll have to work with our drivers on that. But uh, we think we've got the right plan in place and the right infrastructure in place to support that. How much of the one-two combination of regulations and customer sustainability demands is driving the move to electric trucks? Uh, probably 99% of it. Uh, so, so customer demand is great, especially the big uh, publicly traded companies that, uh, that have some pretty lofty uh, carbon reduction goals are, are coming to us to help them, you know, on their scope three emissions to help them meet these lofty goals that they set. So, so um, the, the pushback that we are, that, that we face given our customers is, you know, we, we need this funding to help, you know, because the, the, the cost, you know, some customers are willing to spend a little bit more money, but right now it's a lot more money. Uh, to run these tractors, especially without grant funding. Um, so so some of the regulations that are forcing, I mean, California is a perfect example in the, in the ports. And so we, we really have no choice but to go to some sort of zero emission vehicle if we want to continue our model of pulling in and out of the ports. Yeah, you know, we've set some aggressive sustainability goals, Alan. So, for example, by 2035, our goal is to reduce our emissions per mile by 60%. And as we worked on that goal, we really came to the conclusion that by 2035, all of our day cabs would be electric. And so you think about where those day cabs are in our business. That's a significant portion of our intermodal drainage. So it's a great first opportunity in California. We expect that to expand over the years across the country. I also think a lot of our dedicated business actually will uh, fit well. It's not as high range. It's frequently out and back, a lot of day cab type operations, but sleeper type of functions there with shorter haul dedicated as well. So that's really the two places we think we'll see electric grow. Initially, intermodal dray, and then absolutely in the uh, dedicated space. And I'll tell you, a lot of customer interest out there and understanding where that future is and and wanting to participate in that. So I think that allows that carrier-customer partnership to figure out how to deploy electric trucks, and I think that'll be in a dedicated situation. Bill, you've told me that that you see the viability of battery electric trucks uh, stretching out, topping out really around 300 miles uh, between charges. So we're not really there with too many right now. But uh, are you still thinking that electric trucks mean fuel cells as well as battery electrics? Absolutely. We're, we're seeing what we're seeing is a very limited, um, we think battery electric trucks is, is going to be great in certain applications, very specific applications, mainly short haul and, you know, less than 200 miles, let's say out and back, uh, 200, 250 miles. And, and we realize that, you know, we have very, uh, other than our drayage operations, we have very few other applications in our fleet across the country 
that battery electric is really going to work well for us. So, so we are looking at a couple of different options, fuel cell being the biggest. Uh, we are getting ready to, uh, to um, run some fuel cell tractors here uh, in the very near future. And hopefully hydrogen can come down in price. The other, the other zero emission vehicle we're looking at is technically not completely zero emission yet, but is the uh, is the Helion hybrid truck with the Cummins uh, near zero natural gas generator. And just reading here recently that uh, that Helion has partnered with GE on a fuel agnostic uh, system. Uh, which um, I'm hoping that means we can run some hydrogen in that and make it a true zero emissions truck. Rob, did these end up being reward trucks, if you know what I mean, in terms of, you know, your best drivers get to drive electric, uh, you know, obviously quieter and and things like that. I had an opportunity, you know, to to do one of those Dre runs and I couldn't help but notice how much quieter it was than, uh, you know, what, what your typical truck will do. Yeah, I think the driver experience, Alan, is going to be great. The nice thing about the Jetsy program, which is a 50-truck program there for our intermodal fleet, that's sizable enough that most of our drivers there running out of El Monte will get a chance uh, to drive the trucks. Um, so, you know, unlike I think typically with a test truck, you know, usually it's two or three trucks. And you can only learn so much in that type of scenario. I think the thing that excites me about this particular opportunity and why we're appreciative of the Jetsy program is that it's 50 trucks. And so that's more than half the operation there at El Monte. So while I think there's a reward element, really, at the end of the day, most of our drivers will have a chance uh, to drive these trucks, given the size and scope of the pilot. Well, Bill and Rob, thanks so much for being part of the FreightWaves uh, Autonomous Electric Vehicle Summit. Uh, today, we're really glad you could join us. Uh, we have much more to come, so stick around. <laughs> 